Heather Goddess joins us right now. And Heather is uh, Heather is an individual that's part of a story that we've been working on for quite a while. Um, we've been talking here on News and Views about the Hot Lunch Program, and we've been trying to put a lot of pressure on the legislature in Bismarck to recognize that every child is the responsibility of that school district the minute they get off that bus and get into that school. They're required to be there. They're theirs. They're their responsibility. And so feed them. Feed them. Don't sit there and and shame one and say you don't have a lunch ticket. Just feed them. And that's something that apparently we're making some headway on. Well, Heather, uh, former Miss Bonanzaville, uh, I might point out, um, wrote a great letter to the editor, and uh, we wanted to talk to her about it. Heather, good to have you on News and Views. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I am actually the current Miss Bonanzaville. Oh, there you go. Congratulations to you. Thank you. All right. I want to talk a little bit, if I can, about uh, about what you went through as a student. And, and this ties all the way into graduation. Could you just tell people your story here, Heather? Yeah, absolutely. So, um we started experiencing food insecurity in about 2009, um, and we benefited from the Great Plains Food Bank Backpack Program when I was in, like, 7th through ninth grade. And then when I was in my junior year of high school and I was 16, my mom finally got a promotion at work. And, uh, you know, most of the time when you get a promotion, it's this great thing. Um, but that income bump actually bumped us off of reduced price meals. And so we went to full price. And uh, it's me and two younger sisters that were in school at that time. So we went from reduced price lunch to full price for 15 meals a week. And that's quite a big jump. So by the end of the year, we had around $1,000 that we owed to the school for that meal balance. And I was lucky enough to go to a school that didn't take away that hot lunch and throw it out or, and give us an alternate meal. Um, but we were reminded every day at our meal time by the lunch monitor that we had this negative balance and never softly enough that the people around us couldn't hear it. Um, so you knew that like your classmates knew about what you were dealing with. And my mom and my stepdad worked really hard to pay that balance off over the summer. And then my senior year was honestly a little bit financially rougher. Uh, my mom and I are both chronically ill. So there's a lot of healthcare costs that go into that. Uh, my sisters were in sports. My mom had to get a different vehicle cause I was in a car accident. So we had to get another one. Um, you know, on top of our usual living expenses, we still had those full price, 15 meals a week. Um, and that's without, you know, if we would eat breakfast at school or anything. So um, we really couldn't keep up and, and make ends meet because we um, also had to drive 15 minutes to school and back each day. So gas adds up and groceries in a small town are just as expensive as paying for lunch at school. So that wasn't really a great alternative either. Um, and four days before graduation, my principal approached me in the hallway and told me that uh, if I didn't bring a $700 check to school the next day, I wouldn't get to walk on Sunday. And I was graduating with high honors, a 3.98 GPA. 
I had college credits. Um, you know, by any standard, I was a great student. And I was in a small class of 16, so it would have been really obvious that I wasn't there. And, you know, small towns, people talk, everybody knows everybody's story. And so it wouldn't have been something that would have been quiet and under the radar. So it would have been essentially public humiliation. So when he spoke to you, uh, the the principal, you know, because he's an administrator and I'm sure he's looking at it as though, you know, I'm doing my job as, as instructed to do. But what was the what was the tone? What Heather, what what was it? I mean, I'm, I'm really curious how he approached you on this. Yeah. So I remember walking towards the gymnasium because that's where graduation was going to be held. And he kind of he was in the gymnasium for rehearsal. And he saw me coming, so he walked out towards me. And he's like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I said, yeah, sure. So we step off to the side, and he's like, so you have a negative lunch balance. And I was like, yeah, yep, I know about it. And he was like, okay, well, just to let you know, like, if you can't bring this check tomorrow for we want you to pay about a third of the balance or a fourth of it, whatever it was, he's like, you know, if you can't bring this check tomorrow, you're not going to be able to graduate on Sunday. Like, you're not going to be able to walk. And I was kind of confused because we had no prior communication that this was going to be a potential consequence or like what that was going to be. And um, I mean, he wasn't going out of his way to be extremely rude about it, but it definitely wasn't like, you know, a kind conversation either. So what did, what did you do then, Heather? How did you how did you deal with it? I mean, you, you've got to go home and have a conversation now. You, you, you want to get through graduation. I mean, how did you as a family deal with this? Yeah, so I only had about an hour left of the school day. Um, so I texted my mom and I was like, you know, when you get home, I, I need to talk to you and, and dad about something. So when everybody was home, I sat down with them and I was like, you know, my principal told me that if we don't bring, if I don't bring a check tomorrow, I don't get to walk. And they were both just, I mean, surprised and hurt and kind of uncomfortable with how to deal with it um, because we didn't have, you know, $700 just laying around to deal with that. So um, we wrote the check. And I brought it to school the next day, and my parents, I think, uh, asked my grandparents for a little bit of help and then just, like, moved some money around and kind of made do with what they could. So we did end up paying it because we didn't have another choice. You know, we already had uh-huh. the whole grad party planned and family coming and all of that, too. So. Sure. Heather, a couple more questions. And I think what you're doing is so bold because what it's going to do is, in my opinion, help generations to come to to not have to go through what you went through. Welcome back to the News and Views Radio Network. Miss Bonanzaville, uh, Heather Goddess is our guest. Uh, She was a high school student. Her parents couldn't afford uh, the hot lunch program. Uh, they had just creeped above the the price where they could have got a reduced uh, lunch program. And the next thing you know, she's $700 in arrears, or her family is, and they're not going to let her go through graduation. Uh, Heather, i got to tell you, it takes a lot of guts to tell this story. Nobody wants to get up and say, my family was struggling financially. No young kid wants to do that. What was that like? Being in this, because it, it the the way the story reads and the letter reads, 
you were one of 16 in that graduating class, which means everybody knew everybody. I mean, what was it like to go to go through that? Just for lack of a better way of putting it, the the type of shame that they tried to put on you. It was definitely uncomfortable. I wasn't really that close to a lot of my graduating class, um, just for different reasons. You know, I moved to the town later, and small towns are pretty tight-knit right from the beginning, so it's kind of hard to break into them from the outside. But it was hard feeling like I was different from the class in another way, and that was, you know, not really being able to afford a lot of the same things, but also not qualifying for like reduced lunch and being able to like make that one less thing that we had to think about. And I don't begrudge my mom, her promotion at all. I mean, she worked really hard for it. Um, and she's still in that role and she does an incredible job. She works very hard, but it was just worrisome having that suddenly sprung on me four days before graduation and knowing that in a small town, people are going to know if I'm not there and why. Yeah. Well, and and you bring up a a really good point, having grown up in a small town. There is, like any school, there's the have and have nots, but most small towns, uh, you know, involve agriculture. And most small towns, when it comes to agriculture, the kids do have pickups. The kids do have cars. The kids, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could look at and say, all right, well, obviously they're doing better at life than what we are. Lunch shouldn't be one of them. Uh, It sure shouldn't be one of them. So your message, the reason that you put pen to paper or or fingers to keyboard, I mean, what what were you trying to accomplish with this? So as a title holder in the Miss North Dakota organization, we each get to pick a service project, and mine is combating food insecurity. So I've been working on this project for about six years now. It started when I was in high school. And I wanted to give back for all of the benefits that we had gotten from, like, the Great Plains Food Bank. Um, We benefited from the backpack program for about three years. And so I wanted to give back and give that same love to someone else. And so I volunteered at the local food pantry for a while and then became a volunteer board member for them. Um, When I moved to Fargo to attend NDSU, which is where I'm still a student, I didn't really know how to get involved up here right away, but I eventually got connected with some people that were working on starting the food pantry here. So I joined that task force and got the food pantry started at NDSU. And I still serve on the advisory board for that in a sort of volunteer student capacity. But really this idea of coming forward with my story came from an acknowledgement that as you said, people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to stand up and say, you know, my family is poor. My family is struggling. And I feel that if I can tell my story, and especially to the little kids, like when I go to a classroom and I read them books, you know, if I can tell them my story and show them that, you know, someone who wears a crown and sash like I do can have struggled with this, then it's, it must be more normal than people realize. And it doesn't have to be this uncomfortable, dark secret that we bury under shame and guilt. And I'm hoping that people feel comfortable telling their stories and that something gets done about it. 
Yeah. Well, Heather, Bonanzaville chose wisely. You're going to do well at life. Uh, thank you for having the courage to do this, and hopefully this does change some some things. So thanks for coming on today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.